This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey there, AMC Turn fans. Welcome to another episode of the AMC Turn After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we are talking about Season 3, Episode 8, Mended. We are gearing up for the season finale in a few weeks, so there is so much to talk about. Everybody got a little bit to do in this week's episode. Stay tuned, because we're going to talk about it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now... Let the buzz begin! Wait for it. Wait, that's the wrong song. <laughs> the moment you've been waiting for. The pride of Mount Vernon. I feel like this is appropriate given the fact that the Tonys were this weekend. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the Hamiltonies, 11 Tony Awards, including Best Actor, Best Featured Actor, Best Featured Actress, and Best Musical. Yes, and it's, uh, again, with, with what's going on in this week's episode, too, on the Ben side of things, this was a very, very appropriate song. Uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the AMC Turn Show. Let me go ahead and introduce my fantastic panel, Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaget. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. Keith Black. And I'm Keith Black, and you can find me all over the internet at Keith W. Black. And I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter at The Mangwin. That's T-H-E. Sorry, T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. My apologies. I was trying to multitask and pull up iTunes at the same time, and my brain went, f- it just flatlined for a moment. Oh, there's um, Hamilton. Yeah. Oh, we're good. And that's why I can't, I know you listen to it at work all the time. I can't listen to it and actively do things because it's so compelling. You just, like, get caught up in everything. I don't know how you listen to it and still be productive. I've listened to it so much <laughs> that I can. <laughs> I can't do it. It's... I've actually never even heard it. You've never listened no. to the soundtrack? No, yet? I'm sorry. I think if I want to, if I'm going to see it or listen to it, I want to see it. In you know what? Right? There's That's so fair. much in the soundtrack that you miss things the first half dozen times. Uh, I'm an intensive listener. You will be blown away by the choreography almost too much to hear what they're saying. You know, honestly, that's fair, though, because there are certain musicals that I I listened to religiously when I was in high school, and then when I finally saw the show, I'm like, like, it's really cool to see it all come together, but you're spoiled for yeah, the entire absolutely. thing. You're so singing along. I mean, granted, you're also spoiled if you know history. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the thing with this. It's and like, same with oh. this show, to be fair. But you know what? I, I say pick a few songs and give those a listen to to kind of gauge. Teaser, yeah. Well, and the other thing is that tickets are so expensive, you will never get to see it unless you're a millionaire at this point. Well, that's just 
It's, uh, it, I mean, it. that's supply and demand for you. If you guys want, like, a microcosm. Uh, Group rates. <laughs> Group rates. Um, but, yeah, for, for all of the of you guys who are following along on the live chat and the hashtag, we are going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag ABTVTurn. And if you guys haven't already done so, please go to iTunes to rate, comment, and subscribe. We love hearing from you guys. And when, uh, when you do leave a comment on iTunes, you guys get a shout-out on the show. It is the best way to let our producers know that you like the show that we're putting on and that you enjoy talking about the Revolutionary War because, oh, my God, guys there is so much to talk about tonight i feel like i say that every week but this season in particular it's so dense it is a very dense show they fit a lot like you said for last week after the first three minutes it was that's a nice episode that was oh a- god there's a whole episode left <laughs> to go a great episode we still have oh god <laughs> so much to go yeah yeah, how uh, you you weren't here last mm-hmm. week, Keith. Uh, so watching last week's episode and this week's episode, probably a lot to digest. Uh, it was a lot to digest, especially with Mary. I think that uh, she uh, got, she, the best? she got some accolades oh in my, my book. Hashtag <laughs> Ranger Danger. Yeah, well, I mean, we we definitely predicted a little bit when she's just knocking the noggin off of the scarecrow <laughs> a ways back. We're like, all right, well, that was good. When's this going to come into action? Yeah. So it was nice to get. You know, to see it happen to somebody that is as despised as Simcoe is. I mean, naturally, when he hit the ground, I was like, wow, that... Yeah, for uh, a moment, you're like... Because you don't expect... Uh, yeah, you never expect a character of that magnitude. Hand. Yeah, you, I'm assuming, no, he's fine. She's going to wing him in the shoulder. And then you just see his head tilt, and you're like, oh... Oh, okay, wow, shift, I'm digging it. Let's see where, let's see where this goes. Not going to lie, probably my favorite moment of, like semi-levity in this week's episode was just the two of them sitting at the breakfast table (laughs) we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. <laughs> this is not in any capacity awkward. <laughs> all bandaged not up. Not at all. She, she, and how well does she play it? She's she sitting with her son so eating breakfast, and he's across half of his face, bloodied and bandaged, and she doesn't bat an eye. She's like, oh, you look looking good. <laughs> well, she's never killed a person before, and she took out two, three, two, she one. Took out she killed one. one, and she definitely shot Simcoe in the face, or as close <laughs> as she could get. Savagely. Your ear is one. part of your face. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> and uh, although at the same time you can see her going like internally, like, damn. Damn, damn, damn. Because oh, if it had been a few inches the other way, I would have died. And she, <laughs> we're just like, yeah, we won't make that mistake again. <laughs> damn. But I'm, yeah. I'm saying if the window was open, though, it would she would have been well, fine. She had to go he, through glass. I'm thinking maybe if it... If he hadn't, yeah. it, like, it's the, the ballistics. Yeah, it's, her yeah. marksmanship was on point in my mind. I think that she had it. Oh, yeah. No, we were saying last week, the sights on those things are absolutely terrible. The fact (laughs) that she got that close is remarkable. Yeah, those are hilariously inaccurate. Well, and if if he hadn't moved, because initially she had a straight-on shot, he went upstairs, she had to completely reevaluate her aim. 
So, so that's pretty enough. dang good for that. Anyway, and going yes. On two stories. Yeah. Anyway, to get back to this <laughs> week's episode, yeah, there's there's a ton. Let's let's go ahead and start talking about Satoket because Satoket. Although before we do, I want to give a quick shout out to Caitlin in the hashtag who's joining us live for the first time in the live chat. So hi, Caitlin. Yeah, she's hi, Caitlin. in the chat. She says Queen Ranger. Queen is Ranger. Like I love it. Yep. I love it. But yeah, let's start with Satoket because in the wake of last week's episode, we have Simcoe essentially on the warpath. Mm-hmm. And as awesome as last week's episode was, we, we brought it up. None of this is resolved. Simcoe's still alive. Uh, Mary and Thomas and to an extent Richard are still under house arrest essentially Uh, Abe definitely is yeah Abe is under house arrest on the completely other end of town Caleb is still running around without a boat to to be able to flee town so none of the stuff from last week was resolved and we have Simcoe who's not only still alive but mad as hell like, talk about, like, hitting the hornet's nest. <laughs> because he is literally out for blood in this episode. It's terrifying. They've managed to convince him that it's Robert Rogers, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. The problem is that trail goes cold real fast. And, and that's the scary part, is that when it does go cold, I mean, even initially, he jumps to such a conclusion, and you can see that he's had such confidence in what he believed and what he believed to be accurate because of the clues that has been laid before him to now he's just jumping to wild conclusions and eventually people it's like when your parents you come home when you're a kid and your parents kind of like say oh did you do xyz and you're like oh yeah you got me and they didn't know and they just get you to rat on yourself and that's what he's doing he's going up to everyone and getting them to just out of pure fear to get them to rat on themselves of whatever secret they may have to the point where he even goes compelled to strike at random, where he's yeah. like, I'm, I will, I'll, I'll just randomly start attacking people and try to learn what they know, and that is pure just vengeance and anger. Yeah, that's like, just gonna murder people. That's, that's good, right? Like Salem witch hunt and like Spanish Inquisition method Absolutely. of interrogation. Well, uh, no one expected it. Nope. Because nobody <laughs> ever expects the Spanish Inquisition. Yes, that was the joke. Yes. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, but the Zero regrets. But yeah, and I, oh, poor. I mean, I don't want to feel bad for a character like Robeson. Because let's not forget, he's a murderer too. Mm-hmm. But this was unnecessarily brutal. Uh, because he just storms into uh, formal for the tavern formerly known as the Strong Tavern. Uh, <laughs> and, New album. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and he storms in, and he when uh, Robeson doesn't confess, which again there was just enough truth in Abe's story to make it work. Uh, because he was like, I didn't kill that guy. Uh, he's the murderer, and mm-hmm. of course he's totally not convincing <laughs> because he did in fact kill that guy. Um, but he, he hasn't been spying for Robert Rogers, even though that's kind of what he was supposed to do. <laughs> he, so he hasn't been doing that. And Simcoe impales him and basically stands around. And it's the same thing in the uh, the duel episode from season one when he is beating Abe to a pulp. And then he turns to the rest of the queen, uh, to the rest of the soldiers that he, because he wasn't a Queen's Ranger at the time. And he was like, he uh, he attacked me. You all saw it, right? And they were like, saw what? <laughs> and it was the exact same thing. He was like, oh, look, he took a spill. How unfortunate. That's so sad as I'm stepping on him as he's taking his final breath <laughs> while being impaled by this thing. Yeah, I- and I feel like that's the point where you take that, because it was the thing, holding firewood, right? You kind of 
take it over to the blacksmith and be like, can you blunt the edges on this a little bit? I mean, it kind of killed a man, so... Yeah, that's that's a falling hazard. <laughs> I think. Oh, go ahead. I just think that Simcoe, his his rage in that particular instance was purely blind. I think almost anybody sitting in that chair, the fact that he let them clear the room prior to actually killing the man, and he didn't just put a bayonet to his throat and say, "Tell me what you know." And I, I don't think that the actual murder, I mean, it's still technically a murder, was intentional at that moment. I think that things got away from him. Where like, Wesley he was just it. trying to yeah. wrap him I mean, up. He, he was trying to find out what he knows. I don't think that he was intending on killing him, so that when he did fall, he's like, well, no harm, no foul. For him, I think, just brushes off his shoulders. Yep. It was just <laughs> casual manslaughter is what that was. Yeah. He's like, dead well, now. He, he, and he's known he's for that. He's dead now. <laughs> yeah, um, for a moment, I thought he was going to murder DeJong in front of the whole town. Yeah. yeah. And, like, uh, you called it, though, Katie, because Katie and I were watching together, and she's like, he's not going to do it. He's going to strike the barrel. And sure Because enough, uh, 10 seconds prior, he'd admitted to, I get my stuff from the black market. Yeah, that's true. Because it was the only thing he could confess to. I don't even know who Roger Roberts is. (laughs) And that's the best way to convince someone is to get the name horribly wrong. Who? I really don't know. He has two first names. I don't know this guy. Um, So I, uh, and granted, Simcoe switches up tactics after this, but during this entire time, I want to know, how far did you guys think he was going to take this? Because I thought that he was going to continue his rampage right then and there. Yeah, I, I didn't. Well, I, I didn't picture him stopping. Just I thought that the head was going to be rolling <laughs> down the street and everything was going to continue. I, I didn't see the. I didn't have gonna the foresight. Get sleepy to see hollow the, yeah. very very quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like he's got that axe and he's he's ready to work. And so I was definitely surprised when the barrel was you know chopped in half. Kid, what do you think? Again, I, I called him going after the barrel, and I'm not surprised that he just kind of went okay. I'll wait. Mm-hmm. I'll murder y'all later. Yep. After no one gave him any secrets, because lo and behold, no one else in town is working for Robert Rogers. <laughs> what? But yeah, what's the, what's terrible though is that like he straight up admitted to everyone in town, "I will burn this city to the ground if I have to to find these traitors." And like, I mean, the first season we had an outside revolt in Satake. And with the way things are going, without anybody to keep Simcoe in check, I kind of feel like Satake itself is, isn't is going to stand for it much longer. Yeah. Because the outside revolt was like, okay, we're caught in the middle of this. You know, there are some of us who don't like being under British rule, but for the most part, life goes on. We've got a system figured out. We're fine. Simcoe comes in and he's screwing up everyone's way of life and threatening to murder the town. And that kind of becomes the point where it's less about rebellion against the king and more about you get out. Well, and like we even saw it in season one when they moved the tombstones, people, people weren't happy about that. They were ready to revolt with a with a mercenary threatening their lives without anybody there to keep him in check or keep some assembly of order like there's i feel like there's not really much standing between them and an actual revolt except fear that's the only thing standing in their way right now and no god as fear is is so compelling in the manner of him by him waiting like you said you expected him to wait and actually like you know put everything in order that is a huge proponent of fear because not knowing when those attacks are going to happen just allows them to live in fear. Everyone's going to go home, everyone's going to talk about it, and everyone's going to be scared. And now all these people that are going to start acting shifty that may perhaps know something, 
may draw the eye of Simcoe. So that fear is just, it's growing a tenfold yeah. on top of itself it's, by him waiting. It's a witch hunt. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Um, and then, but like I said, Simcoe decided he was going to switch up tactics, be, again, based on the yarn that Abe spun mm-hmm. about Robert Rogers finding out your secrets. <laughs> so he goes up to Richard and he's like, tell me all your secrets. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know if anyone's into Thrilling Adventure Hour, but I feel like we had a Jim Janine sort of thing going on here. So tell me all your secrets. <laughs> While we're revealing secrets, guys, Ooh. I believe there's a secret person on the line oh a secret uh, a secret, a secret caller, caller. Um, well i am a spy <laughs> nah, the, the master of spies himself ian khan is on the line with us ladies and gentlemen thank you is, so is, much is that a Mengwen i hear before me you do indeed it is megan and joining me is katie and keith we're all here tonight Hello. Hi, Katie. Hi, Keith. Thank you, you guys so much for, for doing this for our show. We, we really do appreciate it. Thanks for calling Absolutely. in. Yeah, thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah. I just landed at home, and it timing is great. It, it, it all went according to plan. There were no hiccups, so... I'm so glad that I could join you guys. All right. We are absolutely thrilled to have you, especially um, I was looking on Twitter earlier, and you were saying that this scene with Ben uh, at the beginning of the episode was actually one of your favorite to film this season. It was. It was one of my favorites. Um, You know, we were... Oh, this is cool. We were shot this uh, in... Usually we shoot most of General Washington scenes in, in a tent, which is uh, sort of at the studio. Mm-hmm. And on this day, because of the schedule and because we were on the road, we were, um, I think, yeah, we were shooting something. I was, this was actually around where Setauket is shot, and I had never been to Setauket before. So I, I was sort of driving through Setauket on this day, and it was really, it was just a fun day on set, and it was an interesting scene. I liked the scene a lot. I, I liked that, uh, that General Washington was a little more uh, sort of a sweet father to Ben as opposed to sometimes he can be kind of a tough dad to Ben. Um, and so, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed doing it. And Seth, as always, was great. So, yeah. Yeah, he was, a, he was very standoffish in season two. So it was, it was kind of nice to see them go back to this sort of father-son relationship that they had developed in season one. Yeah, I, I think that season two... Um, we'll look back on season two as sort of a really tough time for General Washington. Yeah, I mean things things didn't go quite according to plan for him, and it was a really dark time during uh, for the Continental Army. There were very few victories and a lot of defeats, um, and we really saw a, sort of a, a more human side. Uh, you know, <laughs> we, I was talking with someone recently about what made Muhammad Ali interesting, and and what what he said. He was a he's a smart sports guy. He said once Ali lost, he became really interesting. Once he got knocked out by Joe Frazier, he became more interesting and more beloved. And you know, watching Washington lose, I don't think that we all think of George Washington as a loser. Um, but if you were following, if you if this were 1778, 1779, he very much was a you know considered a loser. Yeah. Uh, because he kept losing battles and it looked like he was going to lose the war. Yeah, that is really bizarre to think <laughs> yeah. George Washington, one of our founding fathers, as somebody who's been kicked when he's down. Well, and he oh, yeah, he was, he was kicked, all right, and they tried to get rid of him. So, you know, it's, it's sort of nice in this season. We, we're coming upon um, another dark time for, for the Continental Army with uh, 
Benedict Arnold and everything that's going to happen there. Um, we'll, we'll see some of that. Um, but overall, this season has has been a little bit more upbeat, and we get to meet Martha Washington, which was yes, fun. we did. Yeah. Right? That she was, was good. Oh, she was, <laughs> she was, she was, was fantastic. Well, yeah, you've yeah. gotten to um, you've gotten to act with some people that you haven't gotten to act with so far this season. You were able to act with Heather earlier yes. this season, and and uh, with the actress who plays Martha, which again, f- absolutely phenomenal scene. What is it like getting to interact with people that you don't normally get to interact with on set? Well, well, Mengwin, you know, um, well, this is my third year doing this. Like, we're, we're old pals at this point. You know, first year I was in the studio with you guys. Second year we were on the phone. Third year we were on the phone. So I feel like, you know, I, I know what it is to be in Burbank. Y'all. Um, great respect. Great respect. Good good little, I remember the little cheeseburgers or muffins that we had that night watching the show. We, it was fun. We um, did. When we, we had, did. Like, I remember screening well. rooms, we had, like, a, um, uh, Amy and the, the rest of us had, like, a barbecue, uh, basically. We all, like brought in like fried chicken and burgers and cookies and stuff. It was a lot Um, of fun. Well, I'll tell you, so watching the show, as you know, because you guys watch the show, um, in season one and season two, and until we finally meet Anna, until General Washington meets Anna in season three, all of my scenes are with the boy type guys. They're all boys. So they're, they're Benjamin Talmages, they're, they're Caleb Brewsters, they're, you know, uh, General Scott's. They're General Lee. It was, they're Billy Lee. It's all all guy stuff. And this season, I got to hang out with Anna Strong and do some great stuff with her. I got to work with uh, Lily Bird Song, who played Martha and who was just fantastic. A pleasure to work with and just great in the role. And Ksenia Solo. I got to work with Ksenia and dance with Ksenia, who I'm telling you, there's a scene coming up later in the season um, where I, I'm putting it in your ear now that is so funny. <laughs> freaking fantastic that she does that I was lucky enough to be in the room where it happened um, <laughs> but... oh you got that yeah, yeah yeah I was in the room where it happened and what happened in that room was pretty good <laughs> so you you she I, it's been great and still getting to work with uh you know with with Seth and and with Caleb with with, with Dan uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a remarkable cast to be a part of. I mean, everyone is so good. Everyone is everywhere you turn. So getting to work with new, getting back to your question, getting to work with actors on this show that I have not worked with before, you're just sort of overwhelmed by how talented they are. And I don't even get to work with Nick Westrait and with Samuel Rukin. I mean, these these are these are and Jamie Bell. I mean, everywhere you turn in this cat, Burn Gorman. Everywhere you turn in this cast, Megan Warner, I don't want to leave people out because everyone is great. It's just everyone's fantastic, and I think that we're seeing that in this season. It's just, it's just the best season, I think, um, and, uh, and, and it's, a, it's a pleasure to watch, watching Owen do his work, watching everyone do their work, and everyone comes, and they give it their all, and you see it on the screen because the show is just consistently good, consistently fun. It really is. <laughs> this episode in particular. I really enjoyed your scene in the tent with uh, with Anna last time and how it really came into the forefront now, whereas before it seemed more of she wasn't allowed to be a soldier and she can't she can't operate within the ranks of General Washington and his spies as they are now. But now she's that opportunity that can save the ring and bring everything together. How was it for you to play out that that role where you can show that respect not only to Ben as like that fatherly role, but show look I may have been stoic before, but I know I know best type of situation. So bringing Anna back into the mix was that big for you? Well, I think it was. I think also we're at a point where 
I think Ben gets more credit for bringing Anna in than anything. I think that Washington's idea was to get 355, to get mm-hmm. Abigail back in the mix. But I think also, you know, people, I, I've noticed that some people get frustrated seeing Anna sort of cast aside. But we have to remember that this was very much a product of their time. Absolutely. We're talking yeah. about, you know, Hillary Clinton is the Democratic nominee for the president of the United States in 2016, right? Mm-hmm. The idea that there would be a woman president in 1916 is absurd. The idea in 1816 or 1779 that there would be a woman who was part of the army is, is just it's, – it's not palatable. There's, there's, no, there's no basic historical fact for that. What's awesome is – that we did have these spies and that Anna Strong and that Heather is so amazing in the role, we get to we do get to see her play and, and you know, I read the scripts of course, but then I, you know, it's been a while since we, we shot that episode, so I kind of forgot. And so when it started to play out on the screen, I was like, Oh shit. I mean <laughs> okay. Oh stuff. Look at that. Look at oh my oh stuff. Look how cool that is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Cicero does isn't that great? It's just good stuff. All of it. It was fantastic. Yes. Well, I, w- I was going to ask who you wanted to do a scene with that you haven't had a chance to yet, but I think you just listed everyone. <laughs> so... Simcoe. I want to do a scene with Simcoe. Oh, God. Oh, Two men enter, one man leaves. Yeah, I feel like we would rather that not happen. <laughs> no, I think, we, I think we work it out. I think in, in good 18th century, we find, we find common ground. Um, actually, you know, more realistically... The character that I'll never do a scene with Simcoe. It doesn't make any sense because they're not <laughs> going to capture me, and I'm not. We're not going to capture him because if we did, then we're really screwing with history, and that's something we try not to do on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the scene that I look forward to shooting is the scene with Jamie Bell at the end of the series. If we get that far Ooh. to to have the moment where Washington looks at him and goes, "I'm really sorry for all the crap up." <laughs> You've kind of done great, and sorry I've left you out to dry constantly, and. Um, you know that moment, yeah. which so, I kind of cool, say right? to Jamie when I see him. I'm just like, dude, <laughs> you really do carry a heavy weight for everybody. You, know, you really gotta. So that that I think that's the scene that I I would be um, I would be realistically excited to do. Yeah. Nice. Thank yeah. him because hey, we we won, we won, we won, we won the war. <laughs> yeah, appreciate yeah. your work. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's basically, been... basically, thank you. Sorry, sorry about. All that. No hard feelings, right? <laughs> okay, people watching at home, at this point, take a shot every time someone drops a Hamilton quote. We're up to four. <laughs> we started the show with Right Hand Man. so Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's one funny, interesting thing, right? Because Talmadge <laughs> is a little bit of... We've got Hamilton coming next week, and you guys are going to be so excited. Sean is, is magnificent. And I don't know if you know the whole story about Sean and how he got the job, but... Uh, Mengwen, you told me that you were that you were having him on. Please make sure you ask him how he got this job because it is so awesome how he got this job, and um, it's truly Hamiltonian how he got this job. Uh, and, and he does a magnificent, and he does it beautifully. And uh, it, it's so it was so exciting to have him on set in this capacity. Um, but again, I don't want to tell that story. That's his story to tell. Uh, but I will say this. Knowing Hamilton now, as much as I do, the show is magnificent, magnificent, magnificent. Um, the the character of Talmadge really does have, uh, he, he really is sort of Washington's right-hand man on the show, in a way. And now Hamilton's coming in, and hopefully next season Hamilton will be in more and more. Um, 
but Talmadge really does take that position in so much, and Seth is so wonderful in the role. Is he not? Is Seth yeah. Newmark not oh just God, magnificent yes. in the role? Not only is he beautiful, but you actually see his honor. Like he, Seth Newmark is a man of great honor. Like if you know him, if you get to know him the way that I've been fortunate enough to get to know him, he he's 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 a, he's a true man. Uh, like. Like he actually steps into the boots of a good man every day, but he is that good man. Like he he does think higher of the world and try to make the world a better place in every way. And um, and he's just he's just great, and he's just great in the role. So. And it's been such it's been such a nice character arc so far too, because in season one he was very idealistic and um, very optimistic about the cause and everything like that. And now, especially with everything that he's gone through, he just kind of carries this weight. And even though he's not like moping all the time, you can definitely tell that that weight is always there, even when he's talking with mm-hmm. his good friends. It's just it's something that burden is it's not gonna leave him until this war is won. Yeah. I feel like he he's, yeah. he feels a little torn between it's as we saw in this episode being a soldier and being a spy, whereas the, he's constantly being reprimanded in, when the spy ring doesn't come to its full fruition or if there's any kink in the plan, which as he should because that's what's saving them in the war. But to see him actually plan a strategy now using his ring as a soldier and getting that approval from you, it, it really resonates for his character and showing the growth of what he where he's become as a soldier and as a spy. And ultimately, your right-hand man, which I think is incredible. He did, he's done a great job, and he's earned it. I mean, if you look at what he's done, he's taken the worst moments of General Washington's anger of anybody on the show. He still loves him so much, you know. I mean, he treats General he treats his boss with such kindness and reverence, even when his boss is being kind of a brat. <laughs> Sometimes his boss is being a brat. You know, he's got a lot on his shoulders to give yeah. him to give General Washington certainly a break. Um, but, you know, I, I think we saw this and something that Seth and I were really cognizant of coming into season three. We were like, we don't just want it to be that season two didn't happen. You know, there's a growth there. He saved Washington's life at the end of season two. He stopped the assassination mm-hmm. attempt. He put why well, he was like, listen to me, dad, sit down, <laughs> just sit down, let me handle everything. We're keeping you safe and we're going to, you know, and there's there's a certain respect. there. That's why that's, I think that's why I would like that scene so much, because. It was sort of unexpected because <laughs> Ben's like, I stink. I'm going to go. And Washington's like, yeah, no, you don't stink. And, you know, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> you're staying right here with me because I'm not going anywhere unless I have you. And you're better than you think you are, you know. So I, I, I really did like that scene so much. Yeah, so great. Congratulations. You don't get to leave. <laughs> you don't get to leave. Yeah. I do not accept your resignation. I think that was the line, too. Yeah. I do not accept your resignation. Exactly. Yeah. So we have a question. Oh, we have a question from the chat from uh, Caitlin, who is joining us live for the very first time. Uh, how did you prepare for the role of Washington? Prayed. Um, no. Uh, well, I did pray a little bit, but I, I tried to learn as much as I could about the man. Um and I've said this before, but I think it's really true. For an actor, the more information that you have can really spark your imagination. So if I understand, what I got to understand about the man that I had no idea about was what his life was like from early childhood and really through his adolescence and his teen years and his 20s and how much that for me, I could relate to that personally because he was a bit of a schmuck when he was young. <laughs> he, and so was I. Like, he, he made really bold and foolish choices, and so did I. 
Um, and he made people angry with his choices often, and so did I. <laughs> and he did not, he did not find sort of peace until he failed, and he failed tremendously. I don't. People don't know this. Many people don't know this. Historians do. But you know, there was a war before the war for the revolution, which was the French and Indian War. Washington was a colonel in the French and Indian War, and one of the highest-ranked American soldiers, and his goal was to be a British officer. That was his goal. He wanted to be like the British. And he, was, he found himself under the command of a, of a general who then died in battle. Washington took over the um, – I'm forgetting some of the details right now – but took over the unit and essentially, with a choice that he made – started the French and Indian War and became a laughing stock throughout the world. Yep. And this was at age 22, 23. Yep. <laughs> and, and basically, as much as people celebrated him later was how much they made fun of him then for the, for the foolish choices that he made, the young, foolish, bold, arrogant choices. And then he would tell superior officers that they didn't know what the hell they were talking about. So they were like, we don't like you so much. You need to go away now. <laughs> and then over time... Over time, he learned to keep his mouth shut. So one thing that I try to bring to, to, to the character is not this sort of, and I don't know if I always get it, but not this sort of statue of a guy who, you know, we see on the dollar bill, it just he kind of looks dead behind his eyes. Like, I don't think of him that way at all. I think of him as somebody who inside is revved with passion and, and life and thought and fears and consciousness, but has learned to quiet that publicly so that he could be a steadying force to the Continental Army. And then later, as he became the president um, of, the, of, of the first president under this Constitution of the United States. So that's, that's what I tried to do is see how I can relate to the man. I think that's every actor's job is we find how we can actually relate to the character and then how we're different from the character and then how we merge with the character. So that's how I prepared. And I had a man named Daniel Shippey who runs um, something called the Breeds Hill Institute, who it, it spent the last 15 years of his life being a George Washington impersonator oh. and studying the man and, um, and going around on the West Coast and throughout the country teaching young people and adults what Washington was all about. And I had a friend who knew him and said when I got the job, you know, this is somebody who you should really talk to. And then I was like, oh, my God, I really do need to talk to this person. And we would spend three hours a day on the phone when I first got the job, and I was learning as much as I possibly could from him. And to this day, I talk with him about every script. He gets every script, and we go over every word, and he sends me letters from the time. Like he'll say, well, yes, you said to um, – to General, you sent General this, this great. He said General Arnold sent you this letter, and this is what it said, and you should read it. And I read it, and it just it fills in so many gaps for me. Yeah. So to to uh, he, he I have to tip my my wig to him constantly. <laughs> that sounds pretty amazing. Yeah, it's tremendous. It seems like you you've got the unique opportunity to be able to physically step into the man's shoes, or at least into his brain and those he corresponded with for small periods of time. I think that really allows you to build that character that we see on screen where you come across as stoic, but it definitely seems like you're the most calm man in the room, whereas everything could be chaotic. You, you definitely know that you're thinking, you're you know, breaking down what is actually happening around you, which is interesting because a couple of weeks ago we got to see 
where it was Talmadge who noticed something that otherwise Washington may have overlooked, which is mm-hmm. something maybe yeah. up with during this dance. And so it was nice to see you with the misses and letting down that guard of constantly being the man constantly in control and overlooking and processing what's happening and passing that off to your right hand man. So I think as a personally as a viewer, I think your portrayal of Washington is one of the best I've seen on television or in film. I mean, it's a very difficult role to portray and come across with that, you know, empowering feeling when you enter the room. She's like, all right, well, let's, let's, with that yeah, authenticity. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. see, let's see what he's got to say. So well, uh, kudos to that. Let me just say, thank you. That's very kind. <laughs> I appreciate that. And I, it's, it's, uh, it's something I, I strive, we, we all strive to do. We all, everyone up there is doing that to their, you know, I, I'm, pro- I'm playing the most famous guy on the show. But everybody is 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 uh, everybody's doing it, and everybody is awesome. It's really, like I said, it's 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 like being on an all star team. It feels like for me yeah. um, when I watch the show, I'm just like, look at what you're doing, man! <laughs> just, wow, and I'm telling you this right now. Wait till you see the last two episodes of the season. Uh, we can't wait. That's <laughs> the problem. <laughs> It's so good. Uh, you're so, so, so excited. And I, I really do appreciate, um, you know, talking about uh, him in his younger days, too, because it gives a lot of context to that scene we had with Martha Washington a couple weeks ago where uh, she was basically telling him, you just want to be liked. <laughs> there's, there's, the, there's a difference <laughs> between wanting to be respected and wanting to be liked, which, again, if you take that in context, makes so much sense why, why that hits, hits really hard for him. Isn't it cool though? Just I, I I was so happy with that episode with Sarah, with Martha, just because you saw you get to see it. He really loved her, man. I mean, he 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 had real joy there, and he missed her. And and to be able to and she's so she's such a lovely actress and is an equally nice person. Just from the moment I met her, I was just like, wow, you're just great. So hopefully hopefully we'll be able to see more of her. I really hope so. Here's hoping. I hope. Here's so hoping, too. man. <laughs> Fingers crossed. The ladies have been bringing it this season. Well, Martha came to visit the camp for the holidays, didn't she? Like every year? Yes, yeah, yeah, she did. Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah. But it's hard. You know, there's so many storylines. And we've got a, you know, we've got a, we got a war to win. So I think that that's where they were, certainly this season, they were really focused. The writers are, have been focusing on, um, and some awesome stuff. Come on, that stuff with Hewlett and Anna last night. Oh. <laughs> I, mean, I needed those heartstrings, and the show decided that they needed to be removed. <laughs> ah, that hurt. But good stuff. But good stuff. One of the producers oh, yeah. actually good. tweeted me last night and was like, you were going to be beside yourself. And I was like, why? This that was a fair. producer that tweeted Latoya, you? yeah. Oh, uh, God, I thought that was from a fan. I didn't, wow, nope. okay. <laughs> That's so, Latoya. Yeah. She's, she's one of our writers. She's quite quite genius is what she is as is daniel henshaw come on man he fills the screen doesn't he he plays caleb right you know he, yeah, he just fantastic. fills the screen and that moment where he was in the in the leaf pile last night <laughs> yeah it's like everywhere you turn it's like oh i love him caleb oh, deserves congratulations great. too for being the guy to always roll around in the dirt and basically yeah. <laughs> run around throughout the woods uh, he he definitely deserves a handshake by the end of the series as well. That's I just love that the first part of that conversation boiled down to one: don't you dare pee on me, and two: your wife is amazing. <laughs> yeah, right. I love doing all my all, every time I do a scene with Dan. It's it's just fun. It's fun to do them, and because I I get to I get to like 
I think Washington likes Caleb Brewster an awful lot. He thinks he's really funny, but he also wants him to shut up. Like there was one moment early in the season where Caleb's like, oh, hey, and then we could do this. He's like, get out. <laughs> you're dismissed. Get out. Get out. Like you're you. I can yell at. Tell him I got to be a little more. You just get out. Get out. Get out Fun. Fun stuff. Yep. No. Yeah. Like you said, nobody's gonna say, uh, "Your Excellency, you're being a brat." <laughs> oh, so he has to head on out. Um, yeah, let's, uh, we, we do, we are running a little short on time, so, uh, we, we should, Let's hit the big points. We, we do, we do. We have to kind of hit some of the things, because, um, one of the biggest aspects about this episode was the parallelism that we had between Ben and, um, John Andre. The writing actually. and the shots for that. I just, I love parallelism. It's one of my favorite things that TV shows with multiple storylines do. Mm. And so beginning the storyline and wrapping the storyline with these two sets of shots talking about, can we trust them? Do we need them? Oh, I was so happy. Good stuff, right? Extremely. Yeah. Yeah, Really good. Definitely talking about how brilliant the writers are this season. It's like... The, the parallel dialogue that we've seen throughout this season, it's it's definitely been a motif that they've been going more towards um, in this season in particular. It, it's just been fantastic. And um, all of it also it also yeah. kind of shows, you know, these are two sets of people who are on opposite sides of the chessboard. And we're all going for the for the same thing in a, in a slightly different in a slightly different way. But, yeah, I really like it. It's really it really plays great. Can, can we oh, talk about the Paul Revere ride and how literally no one was suspicious of that? <laughs> Absolutely no one. I was expecting a scene of, where were you all night? Out. Yeah, all right. Places. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're good. Well, he how did... good is, how good, wait, 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 for real, for real, for real. How good is Townsend, though? Oh. Right? He's so good. The amazing He's just like super Quaker. spy. He's like super spy. And when he goes back in and they're like, we have a traitor in our midst, and he's like, would you like more tea? <laughs> like, yeah, you go. Timing. You go get your info. It's so cool. Speak Isn't it great? Devil. Because, like, here's where we spent all this time setting up this ring, right? And, like, trying to get this thing to work. And, like, it's working, like, right now. And Washington gets information. The fact that we get the information about Middlebrook, how great is that? It's just great. It's yeah. just great. And then we frustrate them and take the fort it's all very good well and i, I don't love... know if you guys talked about ben's hat what about his hat when he's charging into battle it's just the best thing ever <laughs> i'm in charge Look well <laughs> we need a way it, we're shooting the scene at night and there's a lot of people running around and there's a lot of muted colors we need a way to tell which one is our current main character let's give him a silly hat <laughs> no that's a very 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 good theory but that is not in fact correct because if you go back Back to the pilot episode, you will see that that is the hat that that man wears when he kicks butt. Oh yeah, when he no, goes I out know. to kick butt, that's his hat. And it's like, <laughs> he's like, we've got hat. the fort. And my wife looks at me and goes, "But does he have his hat? <laughs> <laughs> he has his hat too. He's got everything." Don't you hat. worry. Just got impressed. It's all ready to go. Well, and the, don't worry, gentlemen. I'm wearing my hat. But the the major right. the major thing talking about this as a chess match is that prior to this, neither side knew that the other side had a spy, mm-hmm. and now they're both. Now this is that classic spy thing of they know that we know that they know. 
and it's gotten to the point where now they know what game they're playing and that that to me is in like that's so exciting moving forward in terms of trying to figure out who the rat is who the mole is gonna go I'm all reservoir you, dogs the next two episodes are gonna be really good <laughs> it, might, it might actually go all reservoir dogs on this. well uh, we did get a nice little preview of andre getting thrown into the dirt so i'm no! sure things will just end super well well one other one other kind of going to be interesting sort of thing is we're probably going to get a team up between Robert Rogers and Philomena. I can't wait. They're Hell both just like no fury <laughs> like a woman scorned. Well, not even uh, scorned. And then there's, well, I'm going to dress you up like the person I'm actually Ugh. in love with and then yell at you when it turns out, surprise, surprise, Ugh. women are not interchangeable. Ugh. So I love this team up and I love that it could have gone so poorly for Philomena and she's immediately like, yeah, no, screw that guy. It's like, oh, you hate him? I hate him too. Let's be besties and murder him. <laughs> All true. And if I, a little little side note, Amy and I were together when we came to After Buzz in during season one. So mm-hmm. I know Amy, and she's a she's an excellent actress and doing great job on the show. As is Angus McFrickin' Fadden, <laughs> who is. Damn, that boy's good. <laughs> I mean, just everyone's filling up the screen. They're just filling up the screen. He is fantastic. Kevin McNally filling up the screen. They are I mean, all everybody just fantastic. And and playing now, now Angus such has a to, high level. He has to play the role now without any depth perception too. Yeah. <laughs> like on top of everything else. Come on, how fun was that when Simcoe's like, "Yes, I know. I blinded him." <laughs> that was a pretty, that was did a pretty accurate uh, Simcoe impersonation. <laughs> And now I'm terrified. Come on, we all do Simcoe, right? Yeah, you've you got Simcoe some voicemails. You can be leaving no. people. No. Some of us stay away from that. Oh, can only handle so much okay. chaotic evil in my life. All right. Well, yeah, I understand. Uh, but he's oh. very good. Oh, he's oh, extremely good. Other major point, um, and, and I feel like it's kind of appropriate that we're going through like the bullet points of the episode because everybody got a little bit of everything this yeah. episode, yeah. which isn't something that we get. We got a little bit of Abigail, we got a little bit of Peggy, we got a little bit of, of everybody, so it was really fantastic. Um, but Peggy and Arnold actually tied the knot in this week's episode. I I almost wasn't expecting that. I was, for in some in my head, for whatever reason, I was expecting them to get married in, like, the next season. I wasn't expecting it to happen so soon. I just love the Simpsons quote that worked for everything worked for this one. You can pinpoint the moment where her heart tears in half. <laughs> right there. Except, wait a minute, though. If you remember to the last episode, in episode seven. That's true. She wanted to get married There was now. an amazing scene there. Oh, one yeah. of my favorite scenes of the season where Owen and Ksenia, where Owen comes back after his court-martial. And we, we have that sort of now epic moment where he throws his the thing into the fire. But right before that, she looks at him, and she's given up on Andre. And she's like, you know what? I love you. You're a good man. I'm behind you. Let's make that happen. And I saw a twinge of that as well last night. It's like, it's just, this is, this is the way her life is going right now. I, I, I think Owen and Ksenia are absolutely fantastic together. The two of them are doing just amazing work. And uh, I, I just, you know, and I also... They're just also lovely people. So there it is. Yeah, Ksenia's performance makes me want to cry, in all yes. honesty. I, I feel like my heart goes out to poor Peggy. <laughs> and I think as a character pair, the two, they blend together nicely. They she really has, do, yeah. he really doesn't. She's got the intellect, whereas he is a lot more brash. And she more has the tact. Yes. Yeah, exactly. She is a very good handler for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's no, she's good. <laughs> oh yeah. Absolutely fantastic. And we, we learned that he is going to be put in charge of West Point. So that's yes. a terrible, terrible thing to have this now fully committed traitor <laughs> put in charge. I want to give West a spoiler. Do I want to give a spoiler? Mm. Um, I mean, well, we have There's, a spoiler. Okay, button. I'm going to say this. There's a character coming back next episode that people are going to be pretty excited is back. Ooh. That's all Ooh. I'm going to throw down and say Akin Bode. That's my guess too. He's been away all season. That's I feel like that's a fair guess. Admittedly, he's filming another show. So Ian, you have a great <laughs> poker face. It's that yeah, we can't I do have see. a poker face. I'll tell you one thing because we are we are wrapping up, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you my last hint right as I as we're wrapping up. But I want to say again to thank you guys, Megan, Aww. especially you Aww. for being said, but all three of you for supporting our show and for being so excited about it and for enjoying it as much as you do and for, you know, promoting it to other people, it does make a difference for us. Uh, we, we oftentimes watch your show and say, Hey, what did you think of it? Because we get a, a fresh, intelligent viewpoint of, of the work it is that we're doing. So, you know, you guys, you guys are serving your purpose beautifully. And, and I want to thank you for that on behalf of all of us. Thank you for helping us to grow the show and, and, and make it become a little bit more successful every week. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ian. That, that really, really means a lot to us. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, because we, we just, uh, we think of this as like, we just get a sit, chance to sit down and talk about a show that we really enjoy every week. So I'm going to shout into the ether for 60 minutes. We're good. We're good. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let you guys go so you can wrap up. And I'll just say one last thing as I, as I, as I hit the road. Um, thank you again to you guys in After Buzz. And last point, it is not a Kimbo Day. See you guys soon and thank Bye. you again. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, where can people go if they want to keep up with you? Oh, I'm sorry. On Twitter at Ian Khan. And I just started a Facebook page Ooh. also. Oh. Ian Khan, same thing kind of thing. But Twitter <laughs> at Ian Khan is, is uh, you know, I, I live tweet during the show. And I really do like hearing from, from the fans. You guys are, are awesome. Two All big right. thumbs up. Thank you so thank much, you. Ian. Thank Have you, a sir. wonderful, wonderful night. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. It was super fun. <laughs> right, we'll Glad see. you had a good time. Hope to see you okay. soon. Bye. 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 Oh, what an awesome guy. George Washington's Fantastic. going home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, the only other thing I want to touch on with this episode, he, he brought it up, and I hate to do it, before we, we just give rapid-fire predictions and then we get out of here because they should totally kick us out. <laughs> Anna and Hewlett... It was heart-wrenching. It was well-acted. The The dialogue was great. She may or may not love him still. That's kind of still up in the air, but uh, it's not over yet. Hewlett knows she was a spy now, and she gave him no reason to continue to protect her, which is a pretty dang terrible strategic move. Also, Anna now knows that Benedict Arnold is a traitor. Yeah. Like, that was a thing that occurred. Because, <laughs> damn. And also, uh, I feel like this season could could have used a lot more Abigail, and I hope we see more of Abigail in the future. Keith, yeah, any, no. other, any other thoughts on the Hewlett-Anna storyline? I mean, I think that the reason, I think that she was safe, and by her actually being honest for the first time with him, that's what's really going to grant her passage through the rest of New York. I, I hope so, uh, because I I feel like now that she's come clean with everything, I feel like if there is any hope for their relationship, that it can start now. Because a, a relationship cannot be built on a foundation of lies. 
Uh, and we see that with Abe and Mary because they're, now that they're being honest with each other, their relationship is better than ever, too. So I am hoping that's what happens. I can dream. I can dream. It's fine. <laughs> I think that ship has been effectively torpedoed, and I say that as someone they who They already is... burned it. <laughs> uh, speaking of Simpsons quotes, like, I was just thinking, while watching this scene, I just, there's a Simpsons gift. Stop it. He's already dead. <laughs> it's just like, oh, uh, that's my heart right There's now. a Simpsons quote for everything. There really is. Well, okay, let's give some really yeah, rapid fire after predictions. Buzz TV predictions. Uh, Turnland and Chat thinks that our returning character is America's favorite fighting Frenchman. Lafayette! Oh my god, that'd be so great! That would be fantastic. Uh, and again, we're, we're getting Alexander Hamilton next week, so that would be perfect. Uh, that would be amazing it looks like John Andre is actually going to like go down into the trenches to do some like one-on-one spy work with Benedict Arnold, which probably get a backfire on him looking at say, this seems like a bad idea it does a lot he's feeling pretty confident now though especially after the botched mission so I'm exactly. thinking that all eyes are on him he basically told Clinton like I told you so yeah. like so let me let me get back to doing my thing um, so yeah that I think that just about wraps it up for tonight's episode we will go ahead and trundle on out of the studio Keith where can people go if they want to keep up with you you can find me all over the internet at Keith W. Black where you can also check out my film that just released on Amazon and iTunes at Toy the Movie nice Katie I'm Katie Cullen you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram and YouTube at Kiaje that's K-I-A-X-E-T we still have the Ranger Danger shirt on sale at T Public. Okay. search Kiaje it's there and I think they're having a sale right now so do the thing win the stuff I will be back next week because I have no other shows right now oh <laughs> I'm Megan you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Menguin. that's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz and I write articles for the movie chick that's chick with two K's be sure to check those out I did a review of The Conjuring 2 go check out what I I had to say about it again if you guys haven't already done so itunes rate subscribe you will get a shout out on the show if you leave a comment and also just guys it really helps us get guests like i don't know ian Khan and things like that again thank you so much to ian for joining us thank you to everybody in the live chat and the hashtags absolute pleasure chatting with you guys we will see you all next time from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.